the yearbook sportscast. Do not panic. Stay with us. We're going to wait this out and we're going to get through this. Says in the yearbook at hotmail.com to contact us. Oh, no, we didn't do that. Sorry. Hey, guys. It's not a podcast or a video unless you do that. Uh, of course, there's way too much to talk about. We can't talk about all of it, but again, we could talk about all of it because this is the internet. There's unlimited space, yet we still use the not enough time or space excuse. How do we get away with this? Rick Patino is the new head basketball coach at Iona College, which you will be told is in upstate New York. It's not. And you will be told it's in New York City. It's not. You might need to be told if Iona is any good at basketball. They are. Iona has a long basketball tradition. A lot of it's successful, but they are at least a brand name in the region. Now, if you live out here and you're looking for an equivalent to Iona, if uh, you're not familiar with the school and you need an equivalent to compare it to, uh, we thought USF, the Dons at University of San Francisco, that seemed like a good comparison, but Iona has a far better recent history, and USF, the school, is too big. St. Mary's College works. St. Mary's and Iona are both kind of in the suburbs. I think they're basically the same exact size, and they both definitely have the exact same nickname, Gales. But St. Mary's has had a far better recent history. In general, Iona makes the postseason a lot but has not been past the first round in decades. So now Rick Pitino is there, which means things on so many levels. Again, even though we have unlimited space, we can't get to all of them. But first, and these none of these are in order of importance. These are not in any kind of order. Obviously, anyone who follows college sports, even a little, knows that if you have talent, you'll be back, which... The You know, everybody raves about T2, the Terminator 2. Everybody loves that movie. But I, I think everybody's forgetting, maybe not you, but I think everybody's forgetting how good the original Terminator from the 80s was on a much smaller budget. What a good movie that was and still is. In fact, that's the one that gave us I'll Be Back, which I'm sure there's a great quote from T2 that I'm forgetting. But... That one right there from the original is more quotable than uh, Terminator 2. By the way, conspiracy theorists, if you think we like uh, the Terminator better, the 1984 movie better because it starred on May 22, Paul Winfield, that is not true. It has nothing to do with it. All right, anyway, so um, let's see. Where were we? Oh, right. So if you have talent in college sports, you'll be back. But we honestly thought that after Patino was fired by Louisville during a scandal that Rick Patino was done. Until last week when he was linked to Grand Canyon University basketball. What? Full disclosure, this is the truth. We really like Rick Patino, but there's plenty of reasons not to. You may not. And considering the NCAA could throw the book at him for the Louisville situation, it really seemed like no one was going to hire him again because it just wouldn't work. Second, if Patino does receive a so-called show-cause penalty from the NCAA, this is one of the reasons why it wouldn't have worked, if he receives a so-called show-cause penalty from the NCAA, what will he be barred from doing? Essentially, a show-cause penalty means a college coach's past sins and punishments can follow him to another school, so he can't just leave one job for another when he gets in trouble at one job. So, if because of the Louisville case, the NCAA hits Patino with a long show-cause, will he, for example, be restricted from recruiting for years? Normally... 
a coach wouldn't be able to function under those circumstances, so he couldn't keep the job. But hypothetically, could Patino's big name mean Iona recruits would still sign up even without getting to meet him in person? In that case, Iona's gamble could pay off exactly the way they had intended. Third, and this should be a big conversation, but no one's going to bother talking about it, unfortunately. How tough does this make the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, or MAC? In the SEC, Georgia football coach Kirby Smart was hired with the mandate to win national titles. So was Florida coach Dan Mullen, Auburn coach Gus Malzahn, and Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher. Alabama's Nick Saban and LSU's Ed Ogeron are already winning national titles. That's six coaches who have the potential to win national titles and have to win national titles or else. All in one league. They can't even win their conference much less they can't even all win their conference at the same time, much less be number one. So that is a really intriguing developing potential impasse. It's not the same in MAC basketball, but a league member Quinnipiac, they're the Bobcats, but they ditched the cat button this year, unfortunately, has Baker Dunleavy, a rising coach and recruiter. Another young coach and former star player, Shaheen Holloway, has worked wonders in just two years in a difficult situation at MAC member St. Peter's. Same goes for Siena's. Now, that is an upstate New York young coach who worked wonders in just one year in what may be the, the MAC's best overall situation. Now, all of these young guys, and Sienna's possibly the league's best situation, are coaching and recruiting against Rick Pitino for what will likely be one bid to the NCAAs. Then there's Monmouth's intriguing King Rice. He succeeds, and he doesn't like calling timeouts. He hasn't made the tournament yet, though, and now Rick Pitino's in the way. Uh, Niagara coach Greg Paulus, there's a name you may know. He's a former college star, but can he win? And can he win against a basketball Hall of Famer? Maris demonstrative coach John Dunn. In him, when you watch him, you may see your least favorite phys ed teacher, like a, a jerk phys ed teacher that you had when you were in school. And by the way, we were told by uh, two teachers that gym is the room or gym is the building. Phys ed is the class. And we were told to, to call it uh, phys ed. But in John Dunn, you may see a, a gym teacher or another teacher, math teacher, that you really, really disliked. But we like him. We love watching him coach. We would absolutely pay to watch him coach. But... Did winning now get even harder for John Dunn, which is trying to turn Marist into what it was in the 80s? Iona was already good, but what will the Gales look like now? No one's going to get fired in the MAC for missing the NCAAs next year, but that's a lot of people with a lot of potential whose one job is to win one league's one bid. Fourth, and this is a conspiracy theory grounded in absolutely no fact whatsoever. Has Patino been hired just to buy time. Iona was already successful under coach Tim Cluis, who unfortunately recently resigned due to an unspecified health issue. Now, could Patino coach long enough until Cluis hopefully makes a full and complete recovery and can come back? Patino would then be able to leave the Iona job maybe before the NCAA lays on the horn big time. I hate talking like that, and I'm serious about that. It's not like, I hate talking like that, wink, wink. No, I hate talking like that because it's a ridiculous conspiracy theory. It is not grounded. In fact, I know no part of what I just said that has any facts in it. It's just something that occurred to us, just stream of consciousness when Patino was hired. What if he's a placeholder? What if Tim Cluis can come back? Fifth, it's been almost 40 years since Patino coached at a smaller school, but that should be a non-issue. Shock. The word gets thrown around a lot, but it would be a legitimate shock if he failed at Iona. And I'm not in the sarcastic club that thinks, 
Rick Pitino just shows up at Iona and wins. Pitino picked a region he's very familiar with, plus he was born in it, plus it's a region that's good at basketball, plus he's coached in that general region five different times, plus he's used a lousy year he had at one school in this region as his own cautionary tale. Sixth, what if the pending show cause penalty is a long suspension? In that case, Patino could not be on the bench, and I'm speculating here for, I don't know, half a year, a month, a year, two years. That wouldn't help. And what if the HBO basketball recruiting documentary that comes up at the end of this month contains any further damaging evidence against Patino? I don't actually know. It might not. But will there be anything in there to convince Iona to fire Patino after only two and a half weeks? Seventh. Back to that whole Mac thing no one wants to talk about because all they want to talk about is Kansas or Kentucky over and over and over. It's easy to give Patino the league trophy right now, but a few of the aforementioned other Mac coaches should wind up at bigger jobs eventually, and one or two could be huge future success stories. The point is, a current Mac coach could be the new Rick Patino, and just like Rick Patino did decades ago, you become the new Rick Patino by defeating Rick Patino, and one or more of these young guys very well could do that. By the way, the last time in history a so-called small school got a big-name coach still at the height of his powers? 2018. I just love that you hear that. We heard that constantly during uh, all the championship, the tournament championships uh, for men and women uh, just a couple weeks ago. That came up a lot. I just love that when announcers are like, this hasn't happened since a year and a half ago. Or even this hasn't happened since four years ago. 2018. Jim Calhoun returned to coaching at a Division three school in 2018 and made the tournament this year. Right here. I was going to say that canceling this year's NCAA men's basketball tournament was coincidentally very cruel. Dayton was one of the best teams in the country. Dayton is a hardcore basketball school, and the Flyers were the national runners-up at one point, but that was only once, and it was in 1967. And now, this year, with a future NBA draft pick starring, the 29-2 and Flyers had an actual, legitimate chance to win the championship. Dayton... Dayton is a major team in a major league. Never, ever call any Atlantic 10 teams mid-majors. Never call anyone that. Just do that. But Dayton, even though they're a major team, they still would have been the most unusual national champion since a very, very long time. UNLV won it in 1990, but that was, they came from a small league, but that was overwhelmingly expected and they'd been a power for a very long time. Marquette won in 1977 but again, the then Warriors were a national power. You probably have to go back to 1966 and UTEP, a school that's no longer a national name and no longer in a big league to find a truly unusual national champion. Now there, you could come back with, hey, that UTEP team was really good. In which case go back to 1963 and Loyola Chicago. Yes, that Loyola Chicago, etc., etc. But Dayton would have been the first true outlier to win a national championship since at least 1966. Unfortunately, Dayton had a possible, for real, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity stolen. A stellar San Diego State would have been even more unusual as national champion, although they seem to have a slightly longer odds of reaching the Final Four. Penn State and Rutgers were in line for tournament bids for Rutgers 
a long tournament drought, 1991, would have ended. And this is the rare time that Penn State was actually legitimately very good. Hofstra was psyched, if you saw them at the end of their championship game, to finally get through for the first time since 2001. The pride made back-to-back NCAAs with Coach Jay Wright. Yes, that Coach Jay Wright in 2000 and 2001. But prior to that, hadn't reached the NCAAs since the 70s. Now suddenly, all that, all of it, is all gone. But I couldn't make the argument that this was an especially cruel time because any time is an especially cruel time. It's true. Half of this year's Final Four could have been San Diego State and Dayton, which is way more surprising than even last year's really surprising half of the Final Four with Texas Tech and Auburn. But a cancellation last year would have wiped out one of the all-time great redemption stories in Virginia, which encountered an unprecedented 2018 loss the only way, the one way it possibly could, by winning the national championship in 2019. If the big dance were canceled, we never would have known, and not too many people actually would have guessed, Gardner-Webb and Abilene Christian. For both of them, this is why you upgrade to Division I. They made their first ever big dances last season. Buffalo had an outstanding year that saw Buffalo become a top 25 staple. Murray State had an incredible season playing with the number the uh, number two rather overall pick in the NBA draft. We really never will know about Dayton. I mean, even if they somehow played out the tournament in September, we don't know what would have happened today under now circumstances with everyone peaking and ready to go. And not knowing about Dayton and Hofstra really sucks. But any year, seeing anyone denied like this really sucks.